sequence start. Six, five, four, three, two, one, zero. To state the obvious, one of those most fundamental ideas of Christianity is God and his existence. But how do we know that God exists? What does the Catholic Church teach us about how we can know that God exists? That's what we're going to be talking about today on Ignition. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald. And we want to set your faith ablaze so that you might live the adventure that comes from a relationship with Jesus Christ. Before we get into the topic of God and his existence, we want you to know that we love listener feedback. So if you've got questions about today's episode, or if you have ideas for future episodes, please contact us. And the easiest way to do so is by email, and the address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. O-R-G. I'm joined in the studio once again by the pen clicker extraordinaire, Renee Kranz, who uh, I think tries to distract me from my open. By I didn't even notice click- that I, I was distracting you. you. you I was noticing, I know, I noticed I'm you were struggling. Yes, <laughs> I noticed you were struggling. I didn't know it was my pen clicking that was creating it. <laughs> Hi, Renee. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Good. Uh, Renee, <clears throat> how do we know that God exists? Reason and faith. How about that? Not bad. <laughs> How do you know that God exists? Um, <clears throat> well, why do you have to? I know, and the pen is still going. <laughs> you know, and I'll sit here with like no paper even on, but the pen, pen's in the hand. But you can put it down, you know. Put the, put, put the pen on the floor and step away slowly. <laughs> I can't. I need something Especially in my when hands. you're nervous, when you're put on the spot with hard questions right. by your Yeah, that is, that's co-host. a very, it's a difficult question, but I mean, we can, by using reason and our, and then faith, you can come to the conclusion that you're at least 99% sure that God exists. Anna, Anna, 100. It's 100%. Okay, 100%. 100%. So, and it's not just a matter. So what we're going to be talking about today, and we're very clear, is I I want to talk about not just how Chris and Renee, Mm -hmm. uh, what we say about this, but what the church formally teaches. I mean, I, I, I don't know that I've said this on ignition lately, but it's worth repeating. Um, I'm not interested. I'm not interested in your opinion. I'm not interested in my opinion. I agree. I'm interested in what the truth right. is. So when it comes to how we can come to know God, that He exists, His characteristics, His attributes, etc. Um, I want to know what the Church actually teaches. Right. This is a conversation that I've heard on Catholic Answers Live on radio many times when they have, especially like they want uh, atheists to call in, for instance, Um, you know, why don't you believe in God or whatever it is. And the conversation is fascinating sometimes. And they'll they'll come up with points that I'm like, oh, how are you going to answer that? And of course, the apologists with Catholic Answers always can answer it. Right, right, right. um, But it's it's difficult. Yeah. It, it seems really easy for us because we've just believed this our whole lives. But if you don't believe it, it takes a little work sometimes. I, just as, as we're recording, it's funny. Um, as I rec- recording this, last night I uh, had a class. I do a class um, with a few high schoolers, a theology class. Mm-hmm. And and I part of what we do is uh, sort of apologetics. Sure. How do you answer questions about your faith? How do mm-hmm. you defend your faith? <clears throat> and I really, in this 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 is going to shock you. I know it's going to surprise you, <laughs> but I love to devil's advocate. 
Oh, yes, I know. Uh, <laughs> it's one of the most frustrating things yes, about you. Yes, <laughs> it is. Um, I, I'll play the part of maybe the agnostic or the atheist or person of another faith, depending on the topic right. uh, that we're discussing, right. because I want them to use their reason. Right. And, and, and use their reason, even if, even if the things that we um, believe in— um, we know by faith alone, we can still use our reason when we're talking about those right. things with other people. And I don't think that God or the church wants us to blindly believe no, in him. No, We are to use our reason. We, That's why he gave it exactly, to us. Exactly. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Hearty amen. Yes. Um, you know, Renee, that a huge part of my own conversion or reversion mm-hmm. story uh, was I wanted to know how do we know this is true? Right. Why do we believe what we believe? Right. Why do we do what we do? And I re, I, I loved the fact, I, I, and I remain fascinated by the reality that there are answers to those questions. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're not easy answers to find. Right. Sometimes you have to search, but you can, when it comes to uh, why do we believe doctrine A, B, C, or Z, there's a reason for right. it. Right. And even if it's a teaching that we never could reach by, like we couldn't arrive at, we couldn't, couldn't reason to it or uh, yeah, think our way to it, through it to it by reason alone. We knew it because God told us. We can still, oh, now that we know that, we can contemplate, right. consider um, that that teaching, and we can respond to every objection to it. Right. Right. So the church wants us. I talked about this in a column for the Bishop's Bulletin mm-hmm. some months ago. The church doesn't just tolerate our questions. The church encourages right. our questions. Right. The church wants us to think about why we believe what we believe, right. why we do what we do. Right. Jesus said, the greatest commandment is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your strength, with all your soul, and with all of your mind. Yeah. If we, we don't, don't ask questions, we may fall into doubt. So exactly. we need yep. to ask questions. And and asking questions by itself is not a sign of doubt. Right. I, think, I think it was um, Saint Saint I think it's Saint John Henry Newman now, um, who said that a thousand questions do not add up to a single doubt. Right. Um, now we do all doubt at certain points, but just to be clear, that asking questions is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately, some of us, not too many anymore, but I still talk to people who. Um, you know, maybe when they were a kid, they experienced, or even as an adult, they asked a question of their priest or teacher, and they I'm guessing that person was just having a bad day that day. Or whatever, I they hope so. Like, oh, that's a dumb <laughs> question, or like, what are you asking that question for? Mm-hmm. No, 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 no. Ask yes. questions. Think about your faith. As Catholics, we are not called to check our brains at the entrance to mm-hmm. the church. We're called to bring our mind in in its fullness. Right. Right. So. So when we're talking about um, how that we can come to know God, the church is very clear that we can, this is one of those things where it's not a matter of faith alone. Uh, and you already spoke to this. We can use our reason, mm-hmm. we can use our intellect to arrive at certitude of God's existence. Right. So there are proofs for God's existence. Mm-hmm. Now, and this comes up all the time in shows like Catholic Answers or books about apologetics. Especially if you read or listen to the atheist objections. Mm-hmm. Uh, but even the questions, not even, but even the questions, I know that when I started, um, when I was on my way back to living, believing, practicing as a Catholic, 
um, the proofs I was looking for are, 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 were more like mathematical proofs. Oh, sure. You know, scientific proofs. Yeah. Well, and and particularly like, like, um, even, even with scientific proofs, like proofs of a particular particular kinds of proofs, like very clinical or laboratory, mm-hmm. or again, even mathematical, like mm-hmm. geometric proofs or whatever. You were an, an engineer. So. I was an engineering major. I loved, <laughs> and I still love math and science. Mm-hmm. Although my kids like, Dad, can you help me with calc? Sure. I'm like, I got nothing. It's, it's thir- it's you been forgot it all? Years. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, wish I, I wish I still had it. I have checked calc books out from the library before. But that's another story. That is a very it's nerd, true. nerd yeah. thing Bill. to do. Thanks, Bill. Bill can go anytime. Uh, <laughs> former producer extraordinaire at this point, Bill Seeley. Um, the, the the proofs for God's existence are more like the, it, it, the the confidence, the certitude that we can arrive at that knowing that God exists. It's more like actually um, crime solving. Right. It's yeah. more like detective work. You're following the clues. Uh, in fact, there's a there's a um, there's a uh, he's an L.A. detective. He might be retired now. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jay Warner Wallace, I think, is his name. Pure, uh, first name Jay, or J, the initial Jay Warner Wallace, I think. But um, he's he's a cold case detective. Mm-hmm. And he had been an atheist, and he became Christian by using the same sorts sure. of of investigative tools right. that he used as a detective. Right. And that's what, so he wasn't the first one by any means. Many no. people have said it's much more akin to uh, yeah, legal work or crime solving, sure. if you will, where you, I, I have absolute confidence that this guy did it. Mm-hmm. He did the deed, he did the crime. It's not a mathematical proof that he did it, but you have, so that the church uses in the catechism um, says they're not the, the the proofs for existence of God are not in the sense of proofs in the natural sciences to your point, Renee, mm-hmm. but rather in the sense of converging and convincing arguments which allow us to attain certainty about the truth. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, folks, if you want to look this up, um, that particular quote's from paragraph thirty-one in the Catechism of the Catholic Church, um, where the Church says there are proofs for the existence of God, not in the sense of proofs of the natural sciences, but in the sense of converging and convincing arguments which allow us to attain certainty about the truth. So again, we can be certain, just in the sense that um, a detective is certain mm-hmm. uh, about who committed a crime. Right. Um, we can be certain that God exists. Now, somebody, well, sometimes the de- detective gets it wrong. He does sometimes. But the reality is still, so it's, it, that's true. Um, but the point here is where you can pile up so much compelling evidence. Mm-hmm. There's not the one, you know, it's not like CSI, the one strand of hair <laughs> solves. That's right. Like, mo- most people tell you that's not actually how crime solving right. works. Right. Um, but there's there's an accumulation of compelling corroborating evidence mm-hmm. that leads you to certainty right. about the nature of the crime and the and, and the uh, the evil doer. Right. So without a confession, yes. Yeah. If you have a confession, then you have absolute certainty, yes. and that's what the Bible is. Yes. The but confession, sometime, right? Sometimes people fake, fake the confession, though. Well, sure, but not usually. <laughs> I, know, I know. I know. So all of that to be said. We can know that God exists. I was just the other day was looking at a book on Amazon where the author, who's an atheist, is like, well, now that um, all uh, 
all, all, all the proofs of God's existence have been debunked. I'm like, are you kidding me? So I just do want to say if you are, because we do have sometimes folks write in who um, uh, are not Christians or are not Catholics, yep. um, uh, sometimes are, yeah, are atheists. There are all sorts of resources out there today. So Catholic Answers mm-hmm. is um, a Catholic organization, lay-led, lay-run, so mm-hmm. lay men and women, um, that does great work responding to all sorts of questions yep. and objections yep. about the Catholic faith, including to atheists. And they will, so if you, you talked about their radio show, Catholic Answers Live, they will right on, on regular occasion have, this is an atheist only mm-hmm. yep. hour. Right. So it's a live call-in show. Um, so you can learn a lot, you really whether do. you're Catholic or not, yes. about what the church teaches. Mm-hmm. So if if you are an atheist and, and you're listening, we're not a live call-in show. <laughs> Uh, but that would be really fun and interesting be, to yes, do. Yes. But but check out Catholic Answers Live. Uh, do an internet search for Catholic Answers Live Atheist Call-In. Because yep. you can find their uh, shows on YouTube yep, as well yep. and watch it there. And watch it there. Yeah, um, live. They have, but if you just Google Catholic Answers, um, God's Existence, you'll find all sorts of written mm-hmm. articles as mm-hmm. well. Bishop Robert Barron. Yep has all sorts of YouTube videos. Mm-hmm. And those are just uh, a couple of modern, you know, people who are doing this work right now examples. But I mean, there are all sorts. Um, Peter Kraft, mm-hmm. uh, another layman, a philosophy professor, he and Father Ronald DeSelli uh, have a book um, on the, the Handbook of Catholic Apologetics or the Handbook of Christian Apologetics was mm-hmm. the title of the first edition. They have in that book uh, just summary treatments, 30 proofs for God's existence. Right. Right. There are um, Who Designed the Designer mm-hmm. is, is not a thick book, and it requires you to think, but mm-hmm. uh, laying out one case, just methodically walking through how we can know philosophically right. that God, ex- God right. exists with the mm-hmm. high schoolers that I, um, last week, uh, when I kind of did the, you know, how do you Christians know there's really a God? Mm-hmm. I, I played the the role of the atheist, by the way, they said, you're, you're, you're a better atheist than the atheists that we know. <laughs> Cause you know, their arguments. Cause I know the arguments yeah. of the, of the, the good arguments. Right. Right. Um, they went to miracles. Oh. High schoolers will go to miracles. Sure. That's and one I, way. And, and I pushed back at that a little yeah. bit because I think um, there can be uh, questions or challenges right. raised to the argument right. from miracles. You can't use that alone. Yeah, sure. but yeah. they they uh, I, I they did a they did a good job. Yeah. I, I applauded yeah. them. For... <laughs> one of my favorite books uh, is actually not a Catholic, but it's uh, the Case for Christ. I think that's Lee Strobel. Yep. Yep. Strobel. Yeah. Yep. So that's he, one of my favorites. He, he was a, he was he a, was a crime, a crime journalist. Yes. So again, just like Jay Warner Wallace was mm-hmm. a cold case detective. Mm-hmm. Here's a crime journalist. Yep. Right. And he was, his goal was to go out and disprove Christianity. Right. Cause his wife <laughs> was all getting into yes. this crazy Christian yep. thing. And he actually came to believe yeah. through his research. Yeah. So whoops. Yeah. The, the case for Christ is, is a good, it's a really good, one. really good mm-hmm. yeah, book. Uh, any other re- favorite resources for you, by the way? There are a by, couple. By the way, on and, the question of God's existence, uh, Strobel has a book called The Case for the Creator. Oh, I haven't seen that one. Yeah, yeah. Because I know there was a case for Christ and a case for Christian. There was, case there was for a, faith. Faith, that's what it was. Yeah, and I haven't. I didn't see that he had the creator. Yep, yep. Uh, interesting. I might have to pick that one up. Yep, yep. I know there are some others that I have. There was one, and I'm not going to be able to think of the name of it. I think it was by one of the uh, apologists from Catholic Answers, but I can't think of it. There are, there are lots of good books out there that kind of answer these questions and and take you through uh, the 
the case from the atheist side and walk you right through it. Right. So you can, yep. you can at least, it's difficult to answer. I have a really hard time. Like if someone, even though I know the answers to a lot of those things, I would have a hard time arguing it to an atheist, I think, because my brain just apparently doesn't work fast enough but, or something. Way, that, that, I don't know. <laughs> Renee, uh, that, that's where I could be of great assistance. Yes, I know, you. but you're not with me all the time. No, no, no. But th- so <laughs> th- uh, that's where um, letting, having somebody's de- somebody devil's advocate for you. Right. That's true. Where you're actually. So we can practice. You can practice. There are ways. You can practice. Like, we'll schedule that one hour a week. Yeah. We'll practice. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that could be a series of ignition. It could be. Yeah. Oh, that would be fun. <laughs> so I usually look pretty stupid on this show. This is another way to make me look stupid. Thank you. That's, that's what ignition is all about. Renee. Making me look good and you look bad. I know. If you're just tuning into the show, <laughs> I'm your host, Dr. Chris Bergwald and Renee Kranz and I are talking today about how we can know that God exists and what the Catholic church says about that. So um, the church sort of specifies Renee two broad avenues of approach to knowing that by reason, okay. by intellect, that God exists, looking at the world around us mm-hmm. and then looking inward to uh, our own experiences, human okay. beings, so to the human person. So there are also sorts of ways, but the church um, specifies in particular <clears throat> looking at the world around us and then looking at the human person. Mm-hmm. So again, I just want to read just briefly from the Catechism of the Catholic Church. This is paragraph 32 in the Catechism. So... Um, One of the points of departure, the avenues of approach to knowing that God exists, the physical world. So the world, starting from movement, becoming, contingency, and the world's order and beauty, one can come to a knowledge of God as the origin and the end of the universe. And it goes on from there, but I don't want to go. So as the origin and the end or the goal of the universe. So starting from movement, becoming, contingency, and order and beauty. So it's important, like those are philosophical terms. Mm-hmm. So movement, I mean, it's not simply like right. me waving no. my hands <laughs> like I'm doing right now. Uh, it includes that, but it's a broader concept. Contingency, the fact that there are things that exist, but don't have to exist. Right, right. Um, so one very, it's it's not convincing to the atheist because it's not an argument, but it's just, well, how do we know that the, that, that, how do we know that God exists by looking at the world around us? Because there's stuff that exists that doesn't have to exist. Right. Everything we see, everything I see right now is contingent. Its existence is contingent. It means it doesn't have to exist, right. but it does. Why does it exist? Mm-hmm. And if you, that, that, again, that's my favorite question. Why? why? <laughs> if you pull on that thread, why does this pen exist? Mm-hmm. Why do I exist? And, and well, well, it's because somebody made it. Mm-hmm. Okay, but they made it. But why does it exist right now? Okay, well, I, 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 I exist because my parents. Okay, yeah, but why? And not necessarily go back in time. You can do that, but also, yeah, but you don't have to exist mm-hmm. right now. Why do? And you keep asking why philosophically. You will arrive at the conclusion because. We're, we were created by absolute being, not contingent being. There must be absolute and abs. There must be absolute being, which is the source of all contingent being. Right. Again, I'm not. It, it, it's a, it's an in depth argument. I didn't just make the argument. I pointed to like two or three points 
uh, that are part of the argument. Right. <laughs> but that that's one way that that many people have come to certainty about God's existence. Right. So what is the becoming part? Um so what does that mean? the fact that uh things change so going from non-being to being. Okay. And then change in how they be. Okay. Uh, so I grow, I change over time. Well, if you analyze that reality philosophically, you arrive at well, there must be a creator. Right. Because there's the some sort of plan and, behind and, all of that. Yeah. yeah. Unfold. <clears throat> yep. Okay. Um, the world's order and beauty is related mm-hmm. to that too. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's that's the world. Now, the church also says, paragraph 33 in the catechism, the human person can be a point of departure for knowing that God exists. With his openness to truth and beauty, his sense of moral goodness, his freedom and the voice of his conscience, with his longings for the infinite and for happiness, man questions himself about God's existence. In all this, he discerns signs of his spiritual soul. The soul, the seed of eternity we bear in ourselves, irreducible to the merely material, can have its origin only in God. Mm-hmm. So by looking inward at, at my desires, at what I long for, at what I think, think about how things should be Mm -hmm. looking at the reality that I have an immortal soul. I can arrive with certainty at the conclusion that God exists. Um, So for me, like uh, one of the, one of the strongest argument, maybe the strongest argument for God's existence is the problem of evil and suffering. Right. Why do bad things happen to good people? And a lot of people see that as the be- the best argument against God's existence. Sorry, that's yeah, that's yes, that's, that's right. what you the strongest argument what, against yes. God's existence. Maybe you said that, but I just and didn't hear did. it that way. Um, <laughs> that, that's that's that is the strong strongest argument for God's mm-hmm. against God's existence in the mind of of many people. Um, my and my the way that I turn that around. So my exp- we have an explanation for why God permits evil to mm-hmm. happen. Mm-hmm. My response is usually, the fact that you rail against suffering is itself a hint at the reality of God's right. existence. Right. You think it shouldn't be this right. way. Why do Why you have an idea? Otherwise? Yeah. Why do you have an idea that it shouldn't be this right. way? That it's bad or that there, that it is evil. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. The idea that this is evil, that. wrong yep. implies a standard of good. Right. And of right, where did that come from? Right. Because other animals don't don't they, have that intuition or feeling no, at all. No, no. The the, the 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 idea that there's sort of a standard of good of good, and on the other opposite sprint, the opposite end of that is evil. Right. Uh, is itself a hit? So that why do you have that idea of a standard? Because God gave it to right. you. Right. There is a God. He gave you this idea that there's a standard. C.S. Lewis, so the uh, mm-hmm. well-known 20th century Anglican um, Christian apologist, um, he, the, the idea of that there's a moral code that we all, like, all cultures, all civilizations have uh, a very similar moral code. Mm-hmm. For him, that's that's the, his go-to argument for God's existence. Why do I think, um, why do cultures everywhere think except for Will Smith, that hitting people is wrong. <laughs> oh, did I say that out loud? I'm sorry. Um, no, but right, so we we know that doing violence to an innocent person is wrong. Right. Says who? Right. Where'd we get that idea? Right. 
child abuse is wrong. Mm-hmm. Everybody agrees that, and and maybe like on certain little details, different cultures, civilizations. Throughout, I mean, there have been cultures yeah. that practiced human sacrifice, right. right? But as a whole, as a whole, human culture, human civilization, lying generally wrong, murder right. generally wrong, like killing innocent people right. generally wrong. Right. Um, you can go through go through the list of th- stealing mm-hmm. wrong. Um, there's not a culture, the never culture, that basically took all those things and said that the opposite are all good. Right? Why? Yeah. Because there's this moral code, this moral intuition that we've been to, given to by God. Right. Plato, before Jesus, didn't know the Jewish people. Mm-hmm. Um, Plato arrived philosophically at an argument for the immortality of the human soul. See, I find that fascinating because I know there are also atheists who will argue that we don't have a soul. Oh, right. right. Right, right. Well, Which I don't know how you prove. Well, Plato that and either. Aristotle believed in the unmoved mover. I mean, right. the uncaused cause right. before Jesus, not knowing the Jews. Right. So again, philosophically, you know from the world around us, Aristotle looking at movement, contingency becoming, there must be an uncaused cause. Mm-hmm. Um, Plato, his predecessor, philosophical predecessor, had made an argument for the immortality of the human soul. Mm-hmm. We have an immortal soul. How does that happen? Right. God created it. Right. Because again, nothing else, no other created being has that. Right, exactly. So just as a couple minutes left uh, in this episode, Renee. Oh, that went fast. So, <laughs> so just a couple, okay, again, we didn't get into specific proofs. Right. I just wanted to talk more generally about the church's teaching that we can know by reason alone, by looking at the world around us, by looking inward to the human experience, mm-hmm. uh, we, we can have certainty. The church says you can have certainty uh, that God exists. Mm-hmm. And this was defined, so again, we were quoting from the catechism, but in the 19, late 19th century, 1870, 71, the first Vatican Council, the Pope and the bishops were were emphatic and they were definitive that you can know by reason alone that God exists. Right. Now, the great thing is most of us don't have uh, the intellect of a Plato or Aristotle. Right. <clears throat> so... Um, maybe I can't work out all those philosophical proofs. Maybe I pick up a book like Who Designed the Designer mm-hmm. and I'm like, oh my gosh, this is way too much. <laughs> right. But th- there are simpler proofs. Yeah. But apart from that, thanks be to God, uh, the truth of God's existence has not only we can know it by reason alone, but God has also told us. He's, right. You know, He's not just waiting for us to figure out on our own. He's also revealed Himself right. to us. Yes. Um, so yes, we can know by reason alone, but God, God has also revealed himself to us. And I think that's also an important thing, just as we're moving towards the end of this episode, God is always desiring to reveal himself to you. So Mm -hmm. maybe you're, uh, somebody who is of faith, Catholic, Christian, otherwise, but your belief in God is wavering. Maybe you're not a person of faith. Um, but if you're open to the possibility, ask God for confidence, for knowledge, for certainty that he exists. Mm-hmm. If you're open to that, make that little prayer. Uh, see, um, Peter Kraft has a skeptic's prayer. I don't have it memorized. Oh, yeah, yeah. But he he encouraged people, if you're open to the idea that God exists, but you just doubt that he does, but you're open to it, ask God. Lord, in your own words, like, I don't know how to do this, but show me that you exist. Give me some sign. Give me certainty. Give me confidence that you exist. And he will answer that right, prayer. Right, right. So, Renee, thanks for being here today once again. Sure thing. And, folks, that will wrap up this episode of Ignition. Again, if you have questions about this episode or ideas for future episodes, please contact us. The address is ignition at sfcatholic.org. Again, ignition at sfcatholic.org. 
and may God bless you.